What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. It's Wednesday, and today we're going to take a listen as the co-hosts answer questions from our lively studio audience during our commercial breaks with the help of our warm-up comedian, Regina DiCicco. This is Behind the Table. friendships and relationships with people who have very different political beliefs than you. Happens here. Well, I don't depends. know that we do it gracefully all the time. <laughs> I don't know that we get it right all the time. But what, when we disagree, people should understand we leave it at the table. Mm -hmm. It doesn't carry on backstage. We, we're like having martinis together. There's a reason you're friends or if you're family, you know, there's nothing you can do about that. Find your way in because there's things like, you know, that's the first thing you bond when you talk to someone in a grocery store line or somewhere else yeah. is you start to find where you're the same. There's lots of that that we don't focus on. I think when if you're looking for division, you'll find it in Ooh. one second. Yeah. Go find a, common I, frankly, ground. it got a lot harder uh, with Trump. I remember when I first started on CNN. Uh, I would do a lot of debates uh, with Donna Brazil, and we would debate pretty, pretty hard. I was, you yeah. know, with McCain. She was with Obama, and uh, and then we'd go have drinks yeah, and drinks. oysters. But when when the Trump years uh, came, it, it became harder. I lost friends in Miami, who are you know absolute Trumpists and who uh, think I'm some sort of uh, traitor to the cause, and who would turn their faces when they saw me go into a, a, a restaurant uh, or even attack me on social media. Good friends of mine. Wow. So I think, uh, really? I, you know, I think sometimes it's more difficult than you think. Mm. I also think listening, um, I don't see like political views as something that's stagnant. Like this is my view today. So in 50 years, it has to still be my view. I think that if you're listening to people, a friend or family members you respect, you can at least try to understand their point of view. And who knows over time, they may evolve to yours, you may evolve to theirs. I just, I think hearing why they care about things is important because we can be so reactive and assume that it's just like, you must be all this if you believe this one thing. So I, I personally like to uh, seek Trump voters out. I, want, <laughs> I, I like to find them. She does. And question them. She does. Do. I've seen it happen in the Bahamas. I did too. It was, <laughs> And she was screaming, he's going down, he's going down. And I was like... <laughs> By the end of that, they were taking in the middle a of a casino. Yeah, in the middle of a casino, and they were like, "Well, we did have security, didn't we?" They, they don't hurt me, these people, because no. they, I tell them they what were I taking think, pictures with her after. Yeah, yeah but okay. I was there when Sam, our security guard, goes rushing by. They're like, "It's Joy in a casino. They're a Trumper." <laughs> yeah, she's like engaging. I'm like, let's just go. But that's to fascinating. Gamble. I want to know what where they're no, coming you do, from. You do. I yeah, do. I want to know. Sometimes with strangers, it's easier than with, with than with friends. Yeah. You know what? I don't have any friends who are Trump supporters. I never would have them. <laughs> Frankly, it's not my area. I don't, I don't have people who think like that. I'm surprised that you ever had them. Everybody in Miami. I mean, listen, people, people snapped. People who were very normal people, people who used to support Mitt Romney, who used to support Jeb Bush, who, yeah. used to support, who supported That's uh, John McCain, snapped and became huge Trump supporters. I have them. I have Trump supporters Look, in right my family. right after he said he I would grab a woman by her too. genitals... That was the end of the game. If anybody still went for him after that, they could not be a friend. No way. But what happens if... 
No way. Well, what happens if, like Anna, I have them in my family. What happens if they're in your family? I, I mean, don't I speak think to they're them nuts, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have them in my family. I do not speak to them. That's, that's what I, my I mother had does. To, I had to see them at the wake. My, my aunt died recently, and I avoided them like the plague. Next question. How do you calm pre-show nerves? We don't have them. We I got them, them with the vice president. I got, like, very nervous right before she came out. Not, like, that anything bad was going to happen, but just when it's somebody that powerful yeah, and, like, gravity. an icon, I was, like, I kind of had to do the breath. No, this is not a show where you have the nerves because you have backup. Yeah. When I was yeah. doing stand-up comedy, I was alone. It's like being naked on stage. Everybody else is clothes, has clothes on. So you're alone. I think Joy taps on something really important, the, yeah. the, the ensemble part, because there are it days helps. where it's not even just nerves. You come yeah. in and you don't feel well or something's yeah. happened in your life and you're a little more... Yeah. Like, just, this table does not mind if you pass up your speaking time. <laughs> yeah. Reclaim it's your encouraged. time. They're like, we'll split it amongst us. Yeah. Like, we got it. So no one cares if you talk or not. And there are days where you don't feel you have it in you. Well, some days. What some, day is that? Well, some days. I've had it when my dog died. I struggle Sometimes here. I struggle the topic, too. it doesn't, you know, Star Jones, when she was here, she used to say, just sit there and look cute. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes you don't like the topics that your co-hosts pick. No, you know, there's a, I, I'm a... <laughs> I'm listening to the Barbara Streisand book, which is Still? fabulous. Oh, You've been listening to it's that It's 150 million 50 hours. hours. It's a thousand pages. Jeez. Wow. You know? She has a lot to say. I, I, she, she, she does. A lot to say. But so she got nerves. Him? She gets nervous yeah. before, well, sure. before concerts. Very well, and nervous. And every performer gets nervous because you don't know. Like Barishnikov. Am I going to be able to leap that high tonight? He's a fantastic But I mean, dancer. you know, a ballet dancer, actors, they, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to happen. Right. If you get your lines... It's hard. Um, How do you, all of these questions end up being about us? Because they're always getting we asked. make it about us. Some of them are personal, like they're personal advice questions, but I think a lot of people are so interested in the dynamics of the ladies at the mm. table. They want to know if we all get along. The answer is yes. We didn't used to, but we do now. Sometimes over the years, I've been here 27 years, like this. But now we, we do. We but do now get, we this do. group is very cohesive. Yeah, it's a, it's a good And group. I would tell you. You would. You I would. would. Yeah, because you seem like the type that would hold back. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is a sweet one. My grandmother Ruth loved this show and watched every day. She passed away two years ago, unfortunately. But could you give advice about how we can appreciate our loved ones after they pass? Mm. Well, I keep them on my contact list. Nobody goes on, no matter how, they die, I don't care. When I performed, whenever I performed, I kept them in the act as if they were still alive. Yeah. So you can keep them alive in your head. I mean, they're on videotape. Nowadays, you can videotape everybody yeah. so you can watch it. You know, I think that, to me, it's like they're still here. Well, there was a thing I did. My best friend lost her niece. Uh, you guys remember, I remember Edie, that. who passed away at 19 <clears throat> months to, to cancer. And she was in the hospital longer than she was outside of the hospital. And that gave me a first, like, front row seat to the pain and grief of, people passing in such an extreme way. But one thing we did is when her birthday rolls around, we often that day like launch this messaging, like go do something kind in Edie's name, like Mm -hmm. deliberately go for Edie today Mm -hmm. and do something random. And then really you're spreading their energy far and wide. And you can do it through social media. You can do it through friends. So you could at that point ask everyone in your life to do that service for Aunt Ruth and let her spirit live bigger that that day. Mm -hmm. My brother died 22 years ago. 
and my mother died two years ago. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think everybody deals with grief differently and you just gotta kind of like learn what your <laughs> mechanisms and your coping mechanisms are. Yeah. And like I know every year my brother's birthday and every year my brother's anniversary of death and the same for my mom, I will be in a funk. I will be in a funk. I will be in a funk for about two days before, I will be better the next day. It just happens. And I've been uh, listening lately um, to Anderson Cooper, whose, brother, whose, whose father died when he was eight years old and whose brother died by suicide when Anderson was, I think, like 19 or 20, yeah. has a podcast where he's interviewing a bunch of people, including Joe Biden, uh, Ashley Judd, um, about grief. Yeah. And I find it incredibly helpful. So if, if any of you are going through that, that's a, that might be a way that you can process. See, this is where you need a bad memory. See, I don't remember any of the dates where anybody died. <laughs> this one has a better memory. So she's like, oh. She remembers everything. Yeah. Because, because the people, because you know what Claudette when your Colbert, brother dies at 38, it's very traumatic. I know, but don't remember the date. Get the date out you of You can't. Okay. I, I, I like the remembering date. the date. When I feel bad, when I, I one, one year I forgot, and I felt really bad that I had forgotten. That's the point that I'm saying. Yeah. Different people grieve different, different ways. I know, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I, I will say, many of you know, my husband lost both of his parents from COVID within three days of each other. Over the holidays. Over the holidays. Over the holidays I feel like I'm married to a different person, you know, and I've told you ladies this, yeah. because he's in such deep grief, as are his siblings. I don't know how you really get through losing both of your parents within three days. And then it was like two or three months later, the vaccine came out and they were both doctors. Yeah. So they probably contracted it helping people. Mm -hmm. So... Whoopi said, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't still celebrate their birthdays on yeah. Christmas with oh, them. Yeah. So she said, why don't you get pictures of them? And when you're eating at, at dinner, put the pictures on the table. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, I, and I tried it for the first time this mm. year because I was like, that may, I don't know how my husband's going to react. And he was so appreciative of it. <laughs> and so really appreciative. He was like, oh, thank you. And, and so they're, they're still very part of your lives. They're in the fabric Whoopi of your lives. wears a necklace with her, uh, with her brother and mother's yeah. picture. Mm -hmm. on, on and so I think that's been very helpful. And from that advice, I now have my grandmother, who I was very close to, as you know, she lived with me. Um, her picture is now up. And so now all the people that have passed, I just have You know have what I did this everywhere. year? I made a... Um, a um, tree ornament with their pictures on it. Yeah, it's, like it's just a tree. nice, yeah. it's a well, nice thing. Well, look at you, you have a heart. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. 
We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. If you could go back and give your 18-year-old son oh. a piece of advice, what would it be? <laughs> Everyone always wants to know what we it is. We always get this one. Everybody always asks that question. This one comes a lot. This one comes a lot. Because everybody is very regretful, I guess. <laughs> yeah. 18. Don't get married till you're 45. <laughs> Yeah, and then, but and then maybe, your ovaries are shriveled. Yeah, maybe 30. Put your eggs on ice or whatever they do these days. <laughs> oh, that's true. You could do that. Do not get married early. It's a bad, big mistake. You only get to be young once, so, like, enjoy it, make mistakes. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I have that same advice. I mean, I'm, I'm raising Gen Zers. God bless me um, and help me. But I have a 17-year-old, soon-to-be 18-year-old, and a 21-year-old. And I tell them that. I'm mm -hmm. like, you're going to make mistakes. I've made a lot. You're gonna fall in love, and then somebody's gonna destroy your heart. Mm -hmm. And but you should embrace all of those experiences, especially the mistakes, because I kind of think you learn more from failure than you learn from success. Yes, you do. I do. So, I kind of feel that way, yeah. and so I'm like, fail away, and it's and it's fine because <clears throat> I was too hard on myself at that age. I would, well. I'm still like that. But I don't <laughs> like to fail at anything. I'm extremely Oh my God, I didn't know this, Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. Not even a. We you still know. have to hear about how she got screwed on Jeopardy. I got screwed. <laughs> it was the buzzer. It, it was wasn't my buzzer. brain. It was the buzzer. Actually, it was the buzzer. No, it wasn't. I was there. I <laughs> was in my brain. No, 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 honey. You failed. Al Franken beat her. I know. Come on. Who, by the way, had been on Jeopardy a million times? We were on there together. Without Frank. You know, I noticed that the men are quicker on the buzzer. I'm not talking about their sex life now. <laughs> yeah. They hit that there's buzzer faster than the women. There's a strategy. Well, Al Franken, you know, when when he came... Early, it yeah, but Al Franken yeah. had been on three or four he, times yeah, before, he knew, so he knew he how to operate the buzzer. And remember, it was one of the people that we were talking to on this show who was somebody that had been there, like an... Ken Jennings. Somebody, yeah, he said it was the buzzer. Somebody said they practiced the buzzer for months. You yeah. see, it wasn't my brain. Yeah. It was the buzzer. We know you're smart. I also would like to say when Al Roll Franken... Roll the tape. <laughs> Roll the tape. When Al Franken came on our show for his book, uh, The Lion of the Senate, he decided to write to me, it's all in the buzzer, Sonny. Ha-ha! Oh. <laughs> 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 all right, let me tell you what the last question was. In 2008, President Obama swore in using two Bibles. One belonged to his grandmother, and the other one belonged to this man, who died in 1968, John F. Kennedy. She wrote. It was MLK. It was Martin Luther King. You were five. I got nervous. That wasn't the buzzer. That no, was the pen. I got nervous. <laughs> that memory. was not the pen. <laughs> All right. So I if you're going to tell the Jeopardy story, I we're going to tell all I will of admit, it. <laughs> I will admit, I was twisted that I was losing. Oh, and she I just spent the whole bank on it. <laughs> 
Should we move on? Please <laughs> please move yes, on. we should. Welcome <laughs> to a big family, though. Sonny's an only child. Joy's an only child. <laughs> Alyssa's from a big family. I'm from a big family. You had two, two of you, right? Complicated. Yeah. But the, the whole idea of, like, this is exactly what goes down. Yeah. Someone starts to beat the crap out of someone. And, and we, like, dis okay. we disappear okay. into the background. <laughs> We all like well, each what's other. the advice you'd give your 18 year old? Mine was buried a long time ago. Now I'm just thinking about the buzzers, Jeopardy, Alfred, <laughs> <laughs> MLK. No, seriously, I do have advice. I think advice. it's time for another oh, question. What was yes. your advice? Um, the, the advice I would give is I would like, as a hard driving person, just like Sunny described, I'm guessing all of us were up here. I wish someone or myself could have told, like, it's okay, slow down, because life is not just what you make of it, it's what life presents to you. Mm -hmm. There's a lot about the doors and windows that open and the friends that reach back and hold their hand, and if you're not looking, you miss it. And I think if I had just told myself that it wasn't all on me, like, yeah. you're okay, you've done your part, now let the universe and the world present yeah. itself. So I get, I get this question, I speak at a lot of colleges, and I get this question a lot, and I used to give very meaningful pointing, like I used to really think of, and then one day I said to myself, you know, <laughs> If my, first of all, my 18-year-old self would not be asking me for advice. And if I gave that bitch any, she'd ignore it. <laughs> yeah. So that's, exactly. you know, that's the, the, the darn truth. Uh, exactly. And I kid you not, please, I would tell my, my 18-year-old self, start moisturizing now <laughs> because you're going to regret it woefully when you're 50. I, I have advice. Yes. Another one. Oh, you're, that, don't go in the sun. Oh, no, this is different. Don't go in the sun. That's one thing, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, and don't smoke because it makes you look old. All right. Um, and you could die for other reasons. Uh, what I've learned, <laughs> yeah, what you, I've learned you know, Malcolm Gladwell wrote a book um, about this type of Who? thing. Blink? Malcolm Gladwell. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the books, Blink yeah. or something, about how it takes 10,000 hours to really be good at something. Yes, mm -hmm. right? right that, that's a very important lesson because when you start something, you're supposed to, you think you're supposed to be good at it right yeah. away. You're not. You're not. That is the lesson like that, that young people need to understand. Yeah. So what is 10,000 hours equivalent to in like It could be months. like, well, in stand-up comedy, it could be five years before you right. really get good at it. I right? like that. You know, you she's know, a comic. Whenever you start stand-up, everyone's like, oh, wait 10 years. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Yeah. Right. And then immediately you're like, well, I should have started. Or I wasted so much time. I mean, when I was yeah. in college, I took a creative writing class. Yeah. I always was in the writing departments. So I would write a story, and somebody else would write a better one. Right. Which annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> and I would then stop. Oh, they're better than me. Um, now, you see, yeah. don't do that to don't yourself. That. Yeah. You don't compare yourself to somebody else. You are in your own race. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. That's good advice at 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours. At 10,000 hours. I gotta see how many. How do you tell the friends you love you don't want to hear about their pets or children anymore? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to hear about my pet, I don't want to be your friend. Oh. There are people who constantly brag about their children. And you feel like saying, I have children too. I don't want to just hear about your children. What about mine? You do that. I've heard you do that. Have I said that to people? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so this person probably doesn't have pets and doesn't have children. So that's something that they don't have in common. I think it's pretty easy to say, you know, I love you. I love your pet. I love your kids. But... <laughs> I don't have those things in common with you. Can we talk about something else? That's fine with the kids. You tell me you don't want to hear about my dog. I'm sorry. But <laughs> you're giving me my out. Because like, <laughs> well, I always thought with dogs, it's not like it's narcissism. Like, look what I created. Right. Like, this is my baby. It, it's, 
a dog that you selflessly love so much. And that's so <laughs> wait, I gotta tell you this. Ten thousand hours is four hundred and seventeen days. It's four hundred and sixteen point sixty seven days. If you yes, spent it's over every, yeah. ten thousand hours. Twenty four hours. You can't right, twenty four so hours. So that's yeah. like five years. I, I like, got yeah, it right. five years. Five years to learn to paint, right. to write, to do anything. Yeah. yeah. No, you, what you do, by the way, in this is you do what Joy does when she gets bored of the conversation. You just walk away. <laughs> just leave. She does that. Just because I walk out of my own parties. <laughs> that I do. I, I invite a bunch of people, and after a while, I get tired, and they're having a good time. Why do I have Joy, to stay you, there? You but it makes you feel guilty. You walk out of our morning meeting. Like mid-sentence. <laughs> That's not just your right, party. That's question. Okay. If you, could throw a, if you could throw a dinner party with anyone in the world... Who would it be? Barack Only Obama. one person? Are you going to say a one-on-one dinner? Or Barack. <laughs> Barack Obama for me. Barack Dead or alive? Barack and Michelle. Dead, it's your choice. Oh. Dealer's choice. You could pick one and one. Um, I would choose Sigmund Freud. Oh. Mel Brooks. They said oh, one. That's great. That's a good one. Maybe Joan Rivers. Oh, that's a fun I would yeah. one. And Albert Einstein. Einstein, I would like to hear from him. That's a good dinner party. Smart and funny. I would like to hear from him. Who would you pick? I added. I just added Einstein onto my. Obama and Einstein is your dinner. My dinner. My dinner. And one of the great heroes is also Nelson Mandela, because I would like to know how you become so brave. I'm fascinated by really, really brave people, because I'm really a chicken. I am. I'm a big mouth, but don't come near me with physical violence. I'm not into that. Like skydiving or any of that crap, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But um, somebody like him fascinates me. Like, how did you, where did you get that guts from to, to fight yeah. an you know, entire I was just apartheid in a, system? My I God. was in South Africa, and yeah. I went to Robbins Island, which is the that island that he was sound. held uh, for 18 years and practically in salt. And it is, it, is, it is far, I mean, by sea. You know, from uh, from Cape Town. Did you go to his house or a museum or something? No, it's, it's there's a, his there's there's a, cell. They've turned oh, Robbins oh. Island into a museum, and oh. there's actually former political prisoners, former prisoners who serve there, doing the tours and walking mm. you through. Oh, it. that's interesting. And what the the question I have is, how do you? And it's windy and cold, and it, I mean it's horrible. And it's and small. How you leave there? And you're not consumed with by hatred, hatred yeah. and right. resentment. Yeah. That, that is the know, question. That is the question. Well, yeah. There are Buddhist monks, and I don't have an exact name, but probably along the line of a Nelson Mandela who are in, uh, captured and in prison for like 17, 18 years, and they never hold a grudge because of their meditation. Meeting someone with that skill where they're to that enlightened level of just yeah. letting go of everything. I'm not enlightened, but I don't hold a grudge. Am I right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not enlightened. Like the reason forget. you don't hold grudges is that you forget. You don't I remember. Do. I forget. Which, I, <laughs> which is why I like to remind you of all you the know, reasons you have to we, hold grudges. We had someone like that, anything. in my opinion, Yusef Salam, on our show. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, and oh, he oh, showed right. such grace After, and a oh, lack of anger. He's one of the kids that Trump won. Yes. And a lack of anger and grace that I don't think I'm capable of. Yeah, he exists on he a different He made me want to be a better field. person, actually, yeah. when I met him. <clears throat> I came up with my dinner party. Okay. okay. Zelensky, Tyler Perry, and Lady Gaga. Zelensky, it touches everything. Tyler Perry, and Lady Gaga. <laughs> what I couldn't we talk about? Dinner party. I'm Yours invite, is I'm going to invite you. We'll have a seance. <laughs> I, well, I want to do that. <laughs> I like that. Because mine are all dead. <laughs> Like so that. Barbara Streisand had a Ouija board reading yeah. at her father's show. Did she really? 
Yes, you gotta read this. She only it's did it once because she got scared out of her we, mind. I believe it. A psychic did tell me I would get this job on The View, so. You see? Just saying. I was. I, I, I didn't go to them, someone got me a psychic, and then they're like, something really big is coming for you in August of this did year. Did she say The View? No. no. <laughs> something yeah. was big is coming for No, you. but I, mean, I, I also idiot had a, say that. You gotta stop believing in, in anything. People that have, yeah, people that have these special gifts because I think it really exists. I had a similar experience with this show. What? I I was in Mexico. I went to Tulum. Then I went to a little island. Isla with this, Mujeres. With the, yes, with yeah. this woman who was. See an how I em- knew that I'm a psychic. She's like an empath, <laughs> and I was just practicing law. Yeah. And she said, uh, "You're going to be reaching millions of people mm-hmm. one day." And I was like, yeah, sure. That's because mm-hmm. of your personality, Sonny. She, she didn't you were know anything be about me. No, but she picked up a vibe. She thought you were going to be predicting the future. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It was a weird I thing. Predict, you're, you're, I very predict, si- you're very science-oriented. Yeah, but I predict that this whole family will leave here happy right. today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any advice for someone in a long-distance relationship during Valentine's Day? Oh, to have a, well, oh, the best. To have a long-distance relationship is the greatest. <laughs> yeah, that's like a real, that's a godsend. And they don't get to send. see each other for Valentine's Day, I assume. They're going to be apart? I think she's trying to figure out what to do for Valentine's Day. Well, you know, though, yes. what I was just saying about COVID, like, uh, during COVID, we would have uh, oh, Zoom happy Zoom hours, happy hours. And, and do all a bunch fun. of yeah. social stuff on Zoom. If you're having Zoom sex, for the love of God, do not record it. <laughs> It took a turn. No, I have advice because my, my husband and I were long distance for a long time. Sexy Zoom, I personally, for hacking stuff, don't believe in doing anything beyond PG 13 on it, but throw on a little lingerie, pour yourself a glass of wine, Zoom with him, and just talk and share it like you're at a bar together, except you're over a camera. Why don't you just get on a plane? Well, if you can. That's expensive. You, can't. Yeah, you, you, you don't know if this guy's in Tibet. But Valentine's I mean, it could Day be mattered to me until I got married. And, and you for never some reason, it's like it. a switch went off. And I realized, what's that? So I It's think a made-up it, holiday ma- anyway. Yeah, it's arbitrary. But what I would do is turn it into a Valentine's Day. Like, get your friends oh, that's and go, like, Valentine's should feel about love in any form. Like, go out and, like... Mm-hmm. But what I about t- the, the Valentine's gift you're going to get from your man that you I, don't All get. I want on Valentine's Day is, like, I want to eat sweets. Like, and yeah, drink. And drink wine. So, like, go out with your girlfriends who I feel really comfortable drinking and eating with. <laughs> and then go home. Like, it, it, you make it what he you want. He can still send diamonds by mail. <laughs> <laughs>